just for just one second Give me your eyes so I can see Everything that I keep missing Give me your love for humanity Give me your arms for the broken hearted The ones that are far beyond my reach Give me your heart for the ones forgotten Give me your eyes so I can see Give me your eyes Lord, give me your eyes so I can see Well, good morning. It is a treat to be here today. I have to tell you, I have been looking forward to this time with great anticipation, but I'm going to need you to do something, and I don't want you to get all upset and bitter, but I'm going to ask you to stand one more time. Just work through it right now. Just allow it to be good. I just need to make sure that everybody's doing okay. I just want to check in on everyone. Everybody feeling good today? I want you to know that I believe that God has designed this day for us to have a surprise of His presence invade your personal space. I am confident that God wants to do something in you personally, and as a result of that, there would be a collective impact because of what happened in you. And I am absolutely confident that I do not, I know I myself do not like coming to places and being bored, and I don't think that what God, is, what God has in mind today. So we're going to believe that he's going to do something amazing. So here's what I need you to do. we got to check on everybody. I want you to find somebody to look at right in the eye. Hopefully you don't need a breath, man, but just look at them right in the eye if you need one. i got a pocket full. I want you to trust me and repeat these words after me. And when you say it, say it with conviction. Repeat after me. Guess what? I'm so much better looking than you. You've been wanting to get that out a long time, haven't you? You're welcome. No, that was mean. Look at them. Just trust me again. Trust me. It's going to get better. Look at them. Repeat these words. Guess what? You're buying me lunch in 40 minutes. <laughs> How many feel like I'm getting better? This is getting better all along, huh? Free food. This is going to be great. It is a delight to be here, and I'm just believing that not only are we going to be able to smile right now because we're talking about free food, but we're going to be able to smile because maybe, just maybe, God wants to do something in you personally. So I want us to just pray together, and I'm going to ask you to do it this way. Every head up, every eye open, and everyone looking around, because I've spoken in a lot of churches, and half of you cheat anyway. So let's just take the day off, all right? So just with your eyes open, I just want you to look around, because there's some amazing people here today. And there's some amazing people that are not here today that we're going to kind of dial in on. So I want you to just... Listen to this prayer. Maybe, just maybe, God might birth something in you. God, I ask today that not one person in this room would be able to escape your presence or they would want to. I ask that you would surprise us today with something that would happen in us that would so mobilize us together to have an impact that would be beyond anything we could have ever imagined or thought possible. Do that in me today so that together we leave here saying, today, somebody's life just got better. I pray that in the name of Jesus Christ who does all things well. And everybody that believes God is good, say, I believe. And then as you're seated, tell your friend, we're going to lunch in about 38 minutes now, so this is excellent. You can be seated. I have to say, I have... I have to admit, I love 
being in churches all across this country. Last week was in Wisconsin, the week before in Boston. Tomorrow, go to Los Angeles. I love being with the body of Christ, but I have to say, being here is pretty special. Uh, to be able to be here with Pastor Stan and Karen, whom we have not only good history with, but we're creating some new moments and memories that are making life pretty fun. But there's so many that are a part of your team here Pastor Randy, and uh, I remember days and years ago when I used to work for him. So you go, you work for Randy Campbell because he ran this thing called Jesus Northwest. And I did all the video production stuff for him. And he used to walk around with a walkie-talkie. I used to think, he's so cool and together. And he's still cool and together. And it's been fun to be able to connect, spend time with uh, Jay and Stacy, to be able to have time with them. And Pastor Kenny, and just think, we've traveled the world together, Kenny and I. We've done Spain and did missions trips together, and it's just been so fun to reconnect with so many people that you have moments with that just become memories. And then, been able to be with Pastor Jeff. This guy is just straight up smart, <laughs> and he doesn't even act like it, and he just is. He's, it's just fun to sit with somebody, and then you just know that they're going, I know. <laughs> and it's fun to be with that. And then I have to say... Pastor Roger, he's been in charge of hospitality, taking care of us, feeding and restaurants, and he has a gift. <laughs> and man, we have had so much fun being able to be with this team, and we've been meeting with your team this week to begin, begin to dial in on something that we think is really important. And I just have to say, in one of those moments, I had the privilege of uh, interviewing Karen because we're trying to get a feel of how this team is thinking. Because sometimes it's just good, good to know what's in somebody's head, isn't it? And how they're feeling about things. And I was sitting down with Karen and we were talking about things. And I was sitting there and I was just amazed at how incredibly talented she was. No matter what question I asked, she could bring Jesus into play. That's an amazing gift. And it's fun to be with people that are leading a place that love Jesus and care. And so it's an honor to be here, uh, Pastor Stan and Karen, with you today. But I got a question for you today that I want you to answer. Won't take but about 35 more minutes. It's called the diagnostic question. Diagnostic questions are questions that need an answer. But I can't tell you what it is for you. There is one but I must allow you to come to that determination. And it's about answering a question of this. Do I care? Our organization is interested about helping the church be positioned to be at the center of solution of community. How many of you believe God had something smart in mind when he created the church? And I really care about that. You're going to hear some of that in a minute. But I want you to take a look at a video about what our organization, the C4 Group, is about, and so that you can kind of have an understanding in terms of the kind of the efforts we're involved in. And I want you to just watch this for about 75, 80 seconds and just take a look about what we're kind of up to. church realized we weren't showing up in the marketplace and quite frankly we didn't know how. We tried several things and failed 
C4 came along and became a very significant partner. They brought people, they brought uh, resources, they brought finances, they brought ideas and creativity, and really helped us establish our momentum. Now we show up in five different neighborhoods every week, and uh, C4 has been a profound partner every step of the way. My name's Monty Hip, and I started the C4 group because I believe in the church. And one of the things that I'm confident is, as the church takes its position in community, we can work with government, corporations, and givers, philanthropic and volunteer, all who have an interest in helping those that are underserved and in need. I believe that as we come together, amazing things can happen. And that's exactly why the C4 group was established. There are needs in the community that I just would have never known about if it wasn't for the approach of the C4 group. We would love to be able to partner with you to be able to help you to develop a personalized game plan, a community engagement plan, to be able to impact the lives of people that are underserved, those who deserve an opportunity to improve their lives. We really do believe in what you're able to accomplish, and I believe that as we come together and create that personalized plan, you will see results like you would have never thought possible. We'll look forward to being a part of that journey with you. It's fun to be on a journey when people get help, isn't it? And for just the next couple of moments, I want us to dive into that question, do I care? Because I believe it's an important question for you to answer. And in this little thing called life, there are some things I've kind of come to learn is that uh, there's a lot of things that we could care about. But let's look at what the copy of God Word has to say about it. And in Scripture, it gives us some great framing on how we might go about this and maybe why we should do it. And if you'll look in scriptures, there's just a few I want to point to your direction this morning and you can see it up there on the screen. Matthew chapter 12 verse 35 and here's what it says. The good person out of his good treasure brings forth good. How many of you know that sometimes when you've been blessed it's kind of fun to be a blessing to somebody else? It's kind of fun to have that in play in life sometimes. I love in the book of Galatians, chapter 6, verse 10, Paul was talking to a church as it was getting its birth into how to have an impact in that part of the world. And here's what it said, and Paul was giving the instruction to the church. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone. If we get a chance, let's not waste it. I love this passage in Philippians chapter 2, verse 4, the church in Philippi. Again, Paul speaking to the church, and he said something really smart, and God really does get us, doesn't he? And here's what Paul said. I want you to listen to this verse. Let each of you look not only after his own interest, but look also after the interests of others. And God really does get us. He knows that we got to take care of ourselves. And it's not that we're to abandon the things that are important to us, but in the mix of that, he's saying, make sure that in the midst of taking care of your journey and your life, that you also look after the interests of other people, because it matters to me. And then you look in the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verse 24. A great passage that's very motivating, especially when you think about the possibility is that if a group of people cared, and so he dialed in on that for us to help us along, and here's what it says. Let us consider how to stir one another up 
to love and good works. How many of you have ever had someone motivate you before? You go, wow, that's so cool. That's amazing. What an amazing story. You heard Eileen today talk about the story that motivated her, going to a banquet, and then all of a sudden going, hey, you know what? I want to be a part, and now people are having an impact in kids' lives, all because she went for food. Food is good, isn't it? And then maybe one of the greatest awarenesses that God knows He brought into play in Scripture in Proverbs chapter 11, verse 25, and here's what He says. He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. You make somebody else's day, I promise you, your day will be better. You ever have that happen? Where you just kind of do something good for somebody and you just want the people to go, you're welcome. It just feels good inside to know that you've been there for someone. So I thought maybe it would be good for us as we dial in on this missions convention that's maybe, I love the theme of it, that maybe just be telling us to say, hey, I want to get out of the box. Maybe not do it the way we've done it before. Maybe we should come at this with a little more focused intention. And so Pastor Stan and the team have said this convention is going to be about getting out of the box of the way and the trappings of maybe the past of what we've done to think about ways that we might care more effectively. So here's some things I've learned. Call me crazy, but I pay attention. There are things some people really care about. Family. Let me ask you a question. How many of you have grown up with siblings, siblings, little brothers, big brothers, big sisters, little sisters? Rub put your hand up if you did. How many of you would agree with me there have been moments you thought death would be a neat option for them? Go into my room again, I will take your life. If you say that to me again, I will kill you. And you'll do that in love. But if somebody else messes with your brother or sister... You're going to get all of me. Don't mess with the family. I was speaking in New York a couple months ago, and they are going, you got that right. And he comes up to me and goes, I'm going to put you in my family. He was Italian. I felt good. I felt safe. Something about being in the family that feels right. We care about friends, don't we? Some of us that have grown up in different family environments, our friends are really important to us, aren't they? Really is important to care about that. Family and friends, and you look at that little picture up there and you go, two cute little kids. Well, let me just tell you about those two cute little kids. That's my grandson and granddaughter. <laughs> They're awesome. The other day we were washing the car with Lincoln. He's three. So I was teaching him how to wash the car because I figured then I won't have to wash it anymore. I'm teaching him how, and then he wants to drive the car, and we get in the car, and he just stops, and he looks at me, and he puts his hand on me, and he goes, Pops, I love you. I'm like, <laughs> you're really smart. You're going to get anything you want for the rest of your life. We care about friends and family, don't we, friends? It matters to us. I've learned here, we care about sports teams. I live in Seattle. Do I have to say anything else? <laughs> Some of you walking in today, how are you doing? 
<laughs> Pastor Stan and Pastor Jay, I've been talking, I was with them yesterday, and he's kind of a Husky fan. Jay Anderson, the superintendent of schools at Horizon, and <laughs> Pastor Stan's going like, you going to be all right tomorrow? <laughs> oh, and I saw Jay at the 9 o'clock service this morning, or 9.30 service. I looked at him. I just said, we need to buy him coffee. It's been hard. <laughs> People are relentless. We care about sports teams, don't we? We care about coffee. I live in Seattle, Starbucks, the eighth day creation of God. And I have learned that church people care about coffee. I was teaching a Sunday school class for a senior adult group some years ago, and the pastor was gone, and I was going to take the class, and I forgot the coffee. And I started, and the guy's back in the back, and he's just staring at me. And whenever someone stares at me, I figure, let's go find out. So I just went up to him, I go, something wrong? He goes, no coffee, no listen. <laughs> I was like, I'm learning. I got you. We care about coffee. We, we care about our hobbies. There are some of you get excited about hunting, fishing, things like that. Man, it's fun to watch people get excited about things like that. We care about our reputation. Some of us will do anything to protect it. We care about our country. I work in Washington, D.C. and there multiple, multiple times a year and there are so many patriotic people that care about their country. My father was a prisoner of war in World War II in a German prison camp and I, I understand the construct of being appreciative of those that serve in the military and country and that kind of thing and we care about those kind of things. We care about our careers. We care about community. Those things that are going on in the world around us. We care about politics. We care about food. We care about sleep. But you know what I've discovered we really are good at caring about? Ourselves. We're great at it. And some of us have become experts in the field. And God is saying that I think that there's a question that we need to answer and that you've got to own this personally, and that is... Do you care? And we got to answer it. And there's a lot of things that we care about. So I thought it might be fun as we launch this missions convention of getting out of the box to maybe dial in on answering that question. Because if we could come to a solution together, that maybe it just might be worth doing that. I am absolutely convinced some amazing things could transpire in this room today. Because when someone starts to care when they didn't before, it's amazing to watch it happen. So let's dive in for a couple of moments and before you go eat. And let me just tell you some things I've learned about care. When you care, you will spend time thinking about it. Any of you remember your first love? Looking down at this couple, he's got his arm around her today. You just kind of remember when you first, oh, it was good, wasn't it? For me, it was the third grade. Her name was Linda Corey. My G.I. Joe liked her Barbie. She lived next door and she moved away. I was devastated. Older people would go, oh, that's just puppy love. Well, puppy love is real to the puppy. I was, it took me months to get over. Here I am, years separated, and I still remember. Something amazing that when you care about something, you'll spend time thinking about it. You'll invest your time even if it's hard and it won't even be considered a sacrifice. Have you ever noticed that? 
When you really care about something, you'll do it, and you're just like, I'm in. It doesn't take a lot of convincing. You just kind of go, hey, I'll go with you on this. And, man, when it touches your heart, it's an amazing thing. I remember when all of a sudden my life got rocked, when my best friend on the planet got killed by a drunk driver. How many of you know you care about things differently when trauma like that's happened to someone that really, really matters to you? All of a sudden you're interested and you pay attention differently. We, we care and as a, as a result we'll invest our time in it. We'll give our money to it. And you can usually determine what you really care about of what gets your money. And you'll talk about it a lot. The other day I was at one of my offices at Starbucks. And um, <laughs> some of you do that, don't you? And I was sitting there with a meeting and my friend left, and I was listening to these two people chatting, and this gal was talking about how whales were the god of the universe. And I was intrigued because I had never considered whales as God. And I'm watching her communicate this message, and I'm going, that is unbelievable, the passion and intensity in her voice. And she's just going, and if you understand, whales, again, they move with such grace and freedom, and they're so strong, and they've got such a... And, it's, and I'm just like, and I'm just like, I believe. I, I'm in. It's you, me, and the whales. And so this person left, and I thought, I just got to talk. So I go, do you mind if I ask you a question? She like looked at me and I go, I'm interested in your conversation about the whales and the God of the universe. She goes, oh, have a seat. <laughs> and she dialed in, and I could hardly get out of that chair because she believed. She cared. How many of you know you can care about something even if the motivation is wrong? So we got to pay attention to this word, and so... I kind of thought maybe it would be good for us to maybe put it into a frame of how it might be possible for us to look at it together here at Horizon. Because I've discovered some things about care. When someone cares, it makes a difference, doesn't it? Let me personalize that for just a couple of seconds this morning and tell you a bit of my own personal story. When I was born, my mom was 43 and my dad was 48 when I showed up. And some of you are going, oh, dear God, can you imagine that? My mom was excited. She was like, oh, my little treasure. My dad said, good, bury it. And I grew up in a home that had a mom that loved me and a dad that despised me, and I grew up being physically and violently abused in my home. By the time I was 10 years of age, I knew what it was like to watch the fist of a father come to the face of a son and look at a pool of blood on a garage floor put there by the fist of my father. And it creates conflict when people are supposed to care and they don't. And I learned that, boy, sometimes there are things going on in people's world that you just don't know about. Isn't that the truth? I remember one of those days when I was 12, I walked down the hall with the football, and I go, hey, Dad, let's go throw the football. And he looked at me, and he pointed his finger at me. I can remember it like it was yesterday. How many of you know some painful moments don't go away easy? He looked at me, and he goes, I hate you. I wish you were dead. You're the worst thing that ever happened to me. And I went into the bathroom, and I closed the door, turned the light on, looked in the mirror, and started talking to myself. How many of you talk to yourself? Go ahead, be honest. It's kind of fun, isn't it? <laughs> 
And if you're in a bathroom with angled mirrors, 50 people will agree with you. And on that day, I determined I was not going to allow someone else to cause me to become something I did not want to be. On that day, I determined that I wanted to be a positive person. And I determined that there were probably people in this world that had things going on in their life and you didn't necessarily know what was going on because I went to school like that every day. How's it going? Great. And dying. So I determined that I was going to put a lot of breath mints in my pocket and start invading people's space. So this is the way I roll. What's your name? Steve, I'm Monty. I like to talk about right here. That's why the breath mints are a big deal. <laughs> and you know what? Seven inches proximity is perfect for me. Now, most people play chase, but I don't mind tag. So I'll dial into them, and I'll press in. I'll go, hey, how's it going? And they'll look at me, and they'll go, good, and I'll stay right there. You know why? Because I've found over years that thousands upon thousands of people have said to me, there was a day this guy, it was you, looked at me in the eye, and you stayed there, and it was like I mattered. So I just decided I'd just play that forever. Because you never know what's packed in the suitcase of somebody else's life, except this. At some point, at some moment in time, they will need someone to care. And you are in strategic position to be one of those people to maybe be a little help. I used to go to church, and there was this grandma at our church. Her name was Grandma Harrison. By the time I was three, I could recognize all the grandma's ankles by looking under the chair. And my mom took me to church. It's why I love the church. It was a safe place for me. And Grandma Harrison was one of those, you know, some of you grandmas in the place, you know what I'm talking about. They know God, and they talk to God about you. And she cared about me. And every Sunday... I would come into church, she would make a beeline for me. And as soon as she would start walking toward me, I'd be like, God, I pray you'd forgive me right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Everything I've done wrong, I just confess it. Aren't you glad God answers prayer in a hurry? Because <laughs> she'd go, how you doing, honey? And i go, good, good, love God. And she'd grab hold of my cheek, because grandmas can. And she'd go, God's got something big for you, sweetheart. Don't you ever forget Because when you care, it just helps people. You know what it helps? The situation or the cause. Because there's sometimes, have you ever had one? A bad day. And when you're having a bad day, it can turn into a bad week. And a bad week turns into a bad month. And all of a sudden, I live a bad life. And sometimes it just helps to know someone cares. And especially if you think they didn't have to. It helps the situation or cause. It helps the person or the people. I love surprising people. I'm one of those crazy people that are like positive. That, you know, like, get hit by a car. Wow, that hurt. And I like to ride in elevators in a different way. I want to I challenge you to try this. 
as a church, you could wreck the city of Tualatin, Lake Oswego, Wilsonville, just right in an elevator like this. Most people will get in, turn around, and look up. When you get in, this is what I do, walk in and face everyone. <laughs> do not turn around and just look at the people in the elevator. Hi, how are you? Good to see you. Hello. And when you do that, they will look down. And when they do, go, I like your shoes. I like them a lot. <laughs> when they walk out, you just look at them and go, going to miss you. And I promise you, they will go, there was a psycho guy in the elevator interested in stealing my shoes. And they will never forget it. How many times do we walk by people and forget them? I don't believe that's the way God designed it because it's about helping. You know why? Because when you care for people, it helps you. It's about being able to see that happen in life. And you know what else I've learned is it not only helps, but it heals. How many of you know what I'm talking about? When someone cares and you just thought no one did, and then suddenly you're rescued by compassion and significance, and someone gives you dignity and honor, and it, you know what that it heals? It heals hurts. I did my father's funeral. That's weird. But when you've been healed of hurt when someone cares, it's noticeable. How many of you have ever met someone that you know has gone through an incredibly challenging time and you look at them and you go, wow. Have you known people like this? I know a lot of them. Some of the people have gone through the hardest things in life are some of the most positive people you'll ever meet. And you're kind of like, how? It heals. It heals hurts. It heals disappointments. It heals relationships. Because I promise you, if you discover a caring individual in the midst of emptiness, it will profoundly impact your life. You know what else it does? It honors. It honors God. It honors life. It honors people. And is there a person in this room that does not deserve personal dignity and significance? and compassion at some point in their life. And I believe that what God wants to do as we begin to think about with Pastor Stan and the leadership team here and to work along with Roger and Pastor Jeff and Pastor Randy and all of those skilled volunteers and Leslie and the greeters team and everyone here it says, we're going to make this thing called Jesus matter and we're going to put it in play. And we're not going to just shoot in the dark. We're going to be strategic about it. Why? Because we believe care is honorable. And it's right. And it's good. And you know what I found to be true? It's kind of hard when you honor someone and you encourage someone and you help them for them to look at you and go, I hate your guts. Don't you ever care for me ever again in your life. I despise you. In fact, they'll remember and we believe there are some moments that are possible for this community to begin to dream about the possibility of what care might look like if it's specifically focused and strategically put into play. And so 
we think it's important. Why? Because care is about a cause. It's about a concern. It can be about a calling, and some of us are called to do that, and we have this passion for kids, and I was a kid that grew up in a hard thing, so guess what? If I see a kid in trouble, I am on rescue assignment. I grew up dealing with pain. I don't cry about very many things. One kid does a good thing, and I am a babbling baby. Kids win. <laughs> you win. You're awesome. Why? Because when something's happened to you, and then you've been healed, help, compassionately focused on, it helps you to be able to put your hand out for someone else. Why? Because it's about a commitment. And a compassion for people. So we have to ask ourselves the question, friends. A very important question. Why do people care? Well, people care because. They care because they're connected. You don't usually care if you're just out there all by yourself. We care because we're connected. We care because we're challenged by a need. We listen to Eileen today and hear about this thing called prep for kids. And I work with kids that are aging out of the foster care system. And that's an important thing to Brandy and I. Brandy sitting down here is our national care strategy director. And we care about people that grow up without a forever family. What do those kids do when they get done with the system and they have no place to go? Where do they go during the holidays? If they decide to get married, who throws the wedding shower? When it's their birthday, who sends them a card? And I'm thinking the church can do that. We were working with Congressional Coalition for Adoption Institute in Washington, D.C., and we were working with congressional interns. And one of these gals, we were in a meeting, and we said, hey, what are some of your biggest needs? And they're going, well, we're learning how to live by ourselves for the first time. I came from a group home. I go, well, how can we help you? She goes, do you know anybody that knows how to make chicken? I go, and I thought of these grandmas at a church that I'd had a meal with. I go, I do. I called the pastor, got four grandmas together. And how many of you know grandmas can be competitive with chicken? <laughs> and they go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, we'll have a little chicken. Oh, yeah, you're And they go, oh, well, you know, well, I'll do my recipe. Well, you do yours. And then they wouldn't let each other see how they were doing it. It was like, you know, Colonel Sanders' secret recipe. And I watched these grandmas dial into these young ladies that were trying to learn how to just do life because no one had ever been there for them before. And at the end of that day, one of those grandmas came up to me and she goes, I'll cook chicken for the rest of my life. You've got something to give to someone because it's about compassion. It's about serving. It's about helping. And God will place a passion or burden in your heart. That's what's happening here with the kids in Cambodia, isn't it? That's what's happening today as we begin to think about all these things that we care about. And so I've learned this along the way, friends, is that when, he, when many people care about something, there's some great things that can transpire. First of all, you can mobilize a large effort. You get a lot of people caring and focused, man, you can make an impact. You can acquire significant resources together. You can get more accomplished, and you can make some noise that will make news that will attract others. 
And I just am wondering, and Pastor Stan and the leadership team are wondering, what would happen right here if we really narrowed in and got very strategic and were very thoughtful and prayed about this and began to seek how might we be most effective and let's be good stewards of our resources, but let's touch some people's lives and let's let it be really hard for them to ever forget that it happened because of this place. So you know what? Jesus challenges us to care about some things. One another. I would have you look, but it can be uncomfortable. But I just want you to think about this. How many of you in this room know that there's probably somebody in here today that doesn't really think someone really cares about them? And if you knew they were sitting right beside you and desperately alone, what some of you would do, it would be gushy in here. If you knew they didn't feel that. And so guess what? Promise it's true. In this room? There are a few, based on the research that we've done, that feel alone, abandoned, and it's really fun to feel that way in a crowd, isn't it? So what we know is that Jesus is saying, let's take care of these children, the youth, the widows, the orphans. Let's do global and let's be local and let's put this vision into play for hurting people, people that didn't apply for their problems but have to live with them anyway. Did you know that's true? Some people didn't fill out the application to be homeless. Some of them didn't say, I wish I could have a dad that beat me. But it was the hand that was in play. And I believe God is calling this church to do something about it. Why? Because we've been meeting with your leadership team. We've been dialing in as it relates to this community. And here's some things that we are... Well, I'm going to say it to you today with a lot of confidence. We're pretty sure based on what we're learning about this church, that this church cares about seeing people find a personal faith in Jesus Christ. Am I lying? I don't think so. You know what else? This church cares about providing our children and others' children an opportunity to grow and learn and live and have life and be able to have it to the full. And this place cares about kids, not just here, but kids and teenagers and young adults and we care about meeting the needs of those that we can touch and influence, and we want to be able to be able to be there for people. We care about fostering a climate of relationship and friendship. It was in between services. I'm out there meeting people, and it's just like, I love this church. I want to work here. You talk to God, you go eat, you come back with your people. <laughs> we fellowship together, and people need that here. So today, we're also going to ask you about what you think. Everybody received a little white sheet of paper when you came in. I'm going to ask you to take that sheet of paper, if you wouldn't mind. And if you're husband or wife, husbands, go ahead and move your arm. I know you're in love, but go ahead and grab the piece of paper yourself. So many times the wives do all the writing. Not today. Right now, while I'm speaking to you, members of my team are interviewing this community. We are, while you're in church, asking people not in church what they think this community needs. It's happening right now in Tualatin. Because we think it's important to know what people think. How many of you have ever had somebody say, this is what everybody needs, and you went, well, you never asked me. 
kind of funny how that you keep telling me what I need and I've never spoken to you. That's weird. So today we want to take a little moment because Pastor Stan and the team are saying as we begin to think about getting out of the box, we're going to go outside of it and we're not just going to put our toe out. We're going to step out. And we're going to ask some questions and we're going to be strategic. So today we're talking with people in the community. And now we want to talk to you. So I want you to just take this piece of paper. It'll only take you a few seconds to fill out. Look at number one. Just take your pen or pencil and answer, check the box there. How often do you attend Horizon Community Church? And some of you go, there's not enough boxes for how many times I'm here. Whichever one's appropriate, I want you to complete that. Secondly, about how many hours a month do you volunteer here at this church? Just check the appropriate box. Circle it there. Number three, how many hours a month do you volunteer in the community outside of things that this church is doing? I work with YMCA. I help with various efforts, Boys and Girls Club, whatever that is. I just want you to circle that. How much time do you think is feasible in a month to volunteer in an important community effort that you would care about? How much time do you think should be spent? I want you to just circle that. Question number five. I would volunteer more if. We're really interested in that. And I'd like for you to just check the box on where you think that applies. All those that would apply to you. I would volunteer more if I had more time. Various one of those. Just check the box real quick. All those that apply. Number six, if available in your community, for the friends and family that people that matter to you, if these things listed below were available, I believe people would respond to that. I'd love for you to check the boxes that you think would matter. In Lake Oswego, Sherwood, Wilsonville, wherever you live, what would matter if this was available in our community? Question number seven. Considering the areas of need listed below, indicate the three most important ones that you believe are really important. Only three. Just check those three that you believe are the most important. And then number eight, and it's really kind of cool, Pastor Stan and the team have said, we want to know about how they feel about what we're doing. And you know what? Do yourselves a favor today. Tell the truth. Not what you want, Pastor Stan, to hear, but what we need to know in order to make right and corrective and accurate or continuing steps to do. How about Horizon? So there's some series of questions there that we want you to just circle and answer to how you view Horizon Community Church related to this. And then just answer that question, number nine, what your age category is. And for some of us, it gets hard when we're moving to that second to the last box or something. It's weird. Go ahead and check it. What gender you are and what city you currently live in. And as a result of that, today, you can know that what we're about today is to say, we're going to find out what matters because we think it's important to care and care appropriately. It's not about just caring about something no one else cares about. It's about connecting to things that will matter to this place and to those in this town. And with all that being said, you can just leave that there on your chair. The ushers will pick it up. I want you to just finish that. But I want to close today by asking you a question. What will keep you from caring? Have you ever really believed in something so much and you wanted them to do it and you didn't know if you could make them do it? That's why parenting's so fun sometimes. 
Because when they're little, why? Because I said so. And then they get older and they go, so? And then you go, bummer. That was a fun run. <laughs> now i got to answer. What will keep you from caring? I've learned some things. Selfishness. The self-consumed seldom help others. Complacency. What's the big deal? Everybody's making a big deal of missions, things like that. You know why that attitude exists, I've discovered? Most of the time because of a lack of attention themselves that they've received. Why care? Because no one's really cared about me. What's the use? What else will keep you from caring? Busyness. Oh, the barrenness of busyness. We are connected electronically. We can know information in milliseconds. And yet we have so much time that is wasted. And we wonder why we're going through the motions. Attitude. It'll keep you from caring. But one of those that I found that, boy, really gets personal is when you've been hurt. You know what I wish I could do this morning? I got a lot of breath mints in my pocket. I wish I could go to every single one of you and go, you good? Are you lying? Stay in the journey. I'm so glad you're here today. You're a big deal to a lot of people. Do you know that? Dude, nice tie. Way to throw it down. You dating? Okay. Hey, I think some other people would enjoy that smile. You matter. Columbine took place. I was flown there to speak with the families and the schools the day after that national tragedy. The following morning, I was up on the hill. Some of you may recall that cross that was up on the hill, and I was there, and there was a circle with three girls, a flower, and a picture. Have you ever wanted to help someone, didn't know what to do? I'm looking at those three young ladies, and they're weeping. It was just silent crying, but they were weeping. They had just lost someone that they loved. And I walked over to those girls, and I just made my way, and I'm trying to think what to say, but there was just nothing that would come out. So I just knelt down, and I just looked in the eyes of one of those gals, and I just put my hand on her shoulder, and I just looked at her. This is how long I did it. And I got up, and I was mad at myself. Open your stupid mouth, I said in my head. And I'm walking away, tears in my eyes. And all of a sudden, I heard this voice, sir. 
And I turned and looked, and a girl was looking up at me, and she said, thank you. I will never forget you. And I learned a lesson that day. When your hand extends, you have no idea who will take it or when. But pity the man. When they need it, doesn't have one. I submit to you this morning, there are some caring individuals in this place that are willing to say, let's put our hand out. And we have come alongside here today to launch this missions convention to join with Pastor Stan and Karen and Roger and Pastor Jeff and this entire leadership team to say, let's figure out how to care and let's go after it with all we've got. There's a connection card in your bulletin. It's a little white little card. You can just pull it out. It's something that you use here very often. It's an important card because it talks about being interested in you. And if I can just have your attention for 60 more seconds, I just want to press in with this moment. Pastor Stan's going to come. But there may be some of you here today that would go, I don't know if I've ever felt like that Jesus cared for me, but I'm, it's making sense today, what you said. And I could use a little care myself. And if you just want to check that box and say, you know what, I'm going to pray to accept Jesus today. And I pray that prayer. I promise you. Someone will contact you here because it matters. Maybe you're going to circle my next step today as, hey, you know what? I'm going to pray for Horizons Care Strategy about what I might do to be a hand out there because I am not going to be one of those that keeps my hand to the chest. I'm going to pray about what God might assign me to do. For Eileen, it was elementary kids at a school. I talked to Jason today, and he's doing paintball. And God's got something he wants to birth in this place. Maybe you want to watch for opportunities to partner. Maybe you've got some thoughts today. We'd be interested in that. Why? Because Jesus cares for you. So watch this. Look at me, people. Father, I pray if there's one person in this room that feels like they're alone and abandoned, you would absolutely move into their personal space this moment. I pray if there's a guy in this room that felt like their significant days are done, I pray you would excite them with a sense of connectedness. I pray for the grandmas in this church that would walk by teenagers, and Lord, that you would assign a grandma to create a little cheek checking time because there's probably one that needs their cheek shaken. And if it's chicken to cook, we'll cook it. If it's kids to rescue, we'll chase them. If it's senior citizens we're going to invest in, we'll be there. Because I will not just care for myself. I pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, who does all things well.